Welcome to Listen to Lance, the podcast about my life on the hustle. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, mixed martial arts, entrepreneurship, and real estate. I am Lance, your host, and let's get this thing started. Hey, how's it going? So, uh, in the room... Got the fight tonight, so I'm just sitting around with my two partners here. We've got uh, Rob McGraw and we've got Elijah Bolle. Oh, um, I'll let them introduce themselves real quick. Both have different experiences, different uh, professions. So we'll just kind of do a quick intro for each person and then we'll kind of dig in um, and we'll just talk about whatever comes up business, MMA fighting, loving, whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, Rob. Start with a quick background. Coach Rob, uh, I'm a coach at Ballard House, makes martial arts in Frederick, Maryland. Uh, you know, the YouTube, it's the best thing out there. Anybody can be a coach. Grab the YouTube channel. My name is Eliza Baldy, a fighter of Conquest. Uh, I've been fighting since 2012. Um, and that's it. Cool, cool. So, yeah, we're down here in Tampa. Uh, E's going to fight. That's his nickname, Elijah's uh, name. Everybody calls him E. Uh, So E is going to fight tonight. Uh, So while we were kind of killing some time, we figured we'd do a podcast and just see where it goes. Kind of stuck in the room. Had a little bad storm. Electric went out for a little bit. No, he didn't pay the bill, Nance. Come on, get it right. (laughs) Now the internet doesn't work, so might as well do a podcast, we said. So, yeah, so, uh, Rob, what's uh, what's your story, man? You've been doing MMA and coaching for a long time. Uh, you're an old dude, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, like everybody else, started martial arts when I was younger. Um, went, took it to another level um, with the government, so to speak, uh, doing contracting. And then um, got an opportunity to help uh, another club out to uh Give me the platform to learn a little bit. Plus, I learned a lot of, you know, I've met a lot of people uh, through the industry. And um, eventually took over that group, grew them to what they were. They broke off, and then I was looking for another home and ended up at Noel Smith's and won a few championships at Noel Smith's. And then uh, got a great opportunity after that with uh, Bauerhaus and uh, been with Bauerhaus ever since. But overall, I've probably been in the industry for, I don't know, 20 years or so, I guess. I mean, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Bauerhaus is one of uh, our sister brother affiliate gyms, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we're really good relationship with uh, Chris and Ed over there, um, Terry, and obviously Rob also. So it's good to have uh, everyone on board, um, working together, trying to trying to grow these guys, yeah, um, grow the businesses. Uh, what about you? What you got? Um, started. The fight in 2012 with uh, with Rob at uh, Shattuck MMA, um, and, <laughs> and then um, moved because of um, my uh, my ex wife had got pregnant, so we moved to a different location and was in the area of BJJ Conquest. And never have I wore a gi or tried to jiu-jitsu as far as uh, a gi wise so when i went there that's what they were all about and then they had a fight team so i was like well that's perfect 
you know, for a place because my, my last fight, I would drive from right past BJ Conquest to Sykesville, which was a 40, 42 mile one way every night to train. <laughs> yeah, for, for a few my, years. For my last, for my last uh, amateur fight with them. So, um, so when when that fight was over, then I was like, you know, let me go try BJJ Conquest and uh, met Lance, some of the other fighters, Nate and uh, Micah, and just it was like it seemed like a good fit, and then I just kept training and then turned pro under um, under Conquest, and that's where I'm at now. My tenth uh, pro fight uh, tomorrow tonight. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we're excited for this fight. Um, it's a good matchup for E. He's gonna have some length on the guy. Um, he's got solid jiu-jitsu, solid wrestling, and he should have the advantage on the feet. So we're really hoping uh, everything goes well tonight for that. Um, Rob, how do you kind of see the fight playing out? Well, honestly, I think you go out there and figure the kid out. He's going to throw the big overhand, and he's going to get frustrated from that point forward. I think he's going to take the center of the cage and show him that uh, he's not going to be able to out-wrestle him the way he thinks he's going to be able to. and He's going to do what he wants with him. He's going to put him up on the cage, put pressure on him, beat him up, break his spirit a little bit, put him down on the ground, and bash his little head. <laughs> the old head basher. <laughs> Elbows and bashes, man. I mean, everybody knows he's going to grind you. He's going to yep. grind you. He's going to use his big, heavy elbows. He's going to use a heavy, heavy uh, core he's got and control it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's... Uh... That's kind of the game plan. I think that's how we're looking to kind of grind it out, make it a fight, um, kind of stay in control the whole time. Uh, what else? What else is on the on the uh, upcoming events here? Well, we, we got, got we got Terry. Terry's fighting for a title against a very uh, elusive uh, fighter and Jesse Stern at the MGM Grand, June twenty third. Uh, it's the MGM Grand's uh, first uh, all pro mixed martial arts event. Should be pretty stellar. Um, stellar. Who ever watch that one? Sits twenty five hundred. So I, I don't see how there'd be a bad seat in the house. Um, sounds like Terry's going to be the Coco main, and uh, I think this is going to be a good challenge for both guys. Uh, and you know, they, it's kind of mirrored image of each other. To be honest with you. Yeah, Jesse's tough. Uh, Terry's tough. So yeah, that should definitely be a good fight. Um, I think Terry probably has the wrestling. Um, Jesse's got the hands, and then their jujitsu is probably pretty even. So it's it's a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, you got like you guys said, too, don't you? Yeah, we've got uh, Tony Dabadanza. We'll be fighting uh, Haraz. 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 Freedom. Haraz is a tough dude. I've trained yeah. with him. Yeah, he's a good wrestler, grinder. Um, again, Tony's pretty tough. He's yep. went. 9-0 as an amateur, 4-0 as a pro so far. Had a little hiatus, but now he's back training hard. So, Looking um, good, man. Yeah, really proud of him, and I think he will, uh, he'll do just fine. Amazing stand-up, really composed for a young fighter. Um, yeah, so he should do okay. And then we got Matt Skabicki is fighting... Can't yeah, remember. Got a new, new breed. Party, so. The new breed. Yeah, Matt, one thirty-five er. Timmy Tyler. No, that's not Timmy Tyler. Somebody. Uh, they just changed his opponent. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Catch weight. Yeah, 
Yeah. Not 135. 140 or 141 or something yeah, yeah. like that. So, Matt, again, another another really young, talented guy, um, hard worker, in there every day training. Um, he's got some really solid stand-up now, got a really good wrestling base, and his jiu-jitsu is really coming along. So, um, he's kind of a threat everywhere, So, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, he proved himself up there that last fight. That's for sure. The kid's got heart. Yeah. He yeah. was beat the guy up for the first two and a half rounds, and then... Got, got caught coming out in the third and weathered the storm. Had a couple nice takedowns to uh, to kind of seal the victory. But, uh, yeah, he definitely uh, showed some heart in that fight for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what else we got? We got, uh, what's that? Oh, yeah, Pat Riviera is uh, fighting Maverick that same weekend. Um, so Pat is fighting uh, title for 155. Who's he fighting? Uh, he's out of K Dojo. It's uh, a Russian name uh, Vlad Vlad something I believe. I can't think of Vladimir. That. They're all Vladimirs. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Sorry. I just know he's a Russian leg lock specialist. Oh, he's yeah. a uh, he's a uh, yeah. um oh, shit. What do you call it? It's Sambo. Yeah. yeah. I think I know who he is. So I think he comes down there Kaizen at times. Yeah, so it's a, a good fight. Pat's a really talented guy also, um, fighting at a conquest and level up. Uh, been working a lot with Henry Smith. We got the, the old guy over there blowing his nose. These Florida weather's killing Oh, my God, him. how can anybody old move down here and breathe? Are you kidding? <laughs> Allergies. <laughs> Jesus, God. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, so we got, uh, yeah, Pat's fighting, um, and that's up Maverick. So that should be a good fight also. Pat's a really talented stand-up fighter. He's got some good wrestling. His jiu-jitsu is really good now. So he's, again, another really well-rounded fighter that we have. Um, so Pat's really stepped up the past, uh, I don't know, year, six months, eight months, something like that, to be training a lot, working really hard, pushing the team. So um, yeah, it's good a, to have him in there. Worker. He's a hard worker back in when he was in ground control days. Yep. Yeah, he's always... Uh, He's always there, always pushing everybody. So, yeah, so lot, lots of uh, fight stuff coming up. Hey, hey, don't forget Rob. Rob's making his big game right. PFL, man. Yeah, so we got Rob Watley. He's going to be fighting PFL next Thursday. Um, PFL no. is, is a brand new um, MMA um, league. Yeah, league, a professional fighters league. Used to be the, yeah, it used to be the World Series of Fighting. So they're really going to try to put a... a Put an attack on Bellator and, and UFC, try to change it up a little bit, put another uh, real high-level promotion out for the fighters. Um, so PFL is more of like a league mentality where you have like seasons, almost like uh, football or other sports. Uh, so you have seasons with a tournament kind of uh, idea. Uh, so Rob's one of the, I think it's 12 55ers. Um, and like I said, he'll be debuting there. Uh, for PFL next next Thursday, which is uh, June twenty third or June June twenty first. Twenty first, yeah. Fighting a veteran. Tiago Tiago Treves. Yeah. Yeah. So Tiago's been a forty five in the UFC. Yeah. Fighting forever. Um, his first fight was against one of our buddies, Binky Jones, as a pro. Uh, so he's been fighting for. 20 years almost 18 years uh but very very dangerous very talented jiu-jitsu guy um (coughs) tough so rob's got his hands full but rob is uh, another 
really well-rounded fighter puts a lot of pressure um really good takedown defense can take people down at will um really really good hand and footwork so uh rob's a tough guy and he should definitely do well uh in this new pfl organization so we're really excited about that that's another uh good step up in competition and promotion for the conquest team um so we're proud of rob for getting there yeah so we have lots of fights coming up lots of tournaments um business is always moving how's business of Bauerhouse doing you guys i know you guys doing have been really killing well. it yeah yeah it's doing well i mean the uh new the, the um new people coming in it's growing it's just you, you, lance you know this time of year it's tough to get new people to come in the door with all the vacation time and stuff like that yeah summer's definitely yeah. is a, yeah. uh, a hard spot for the kids everybody's taking vacations kids are off they want to be playing at the pool right right and as far as the fighters go it's a special mentality to want to get punched in the face every day <laughs> and you know you got a lot of the bar fighters up there you got a bunch of country boy farm boys but um you know, we got a couple of new guys that's been coming in um, that are that, that are growing. You know, uh, I think we we've gone from two two regular fighters to four regular fighters, thirteen amateurs. You know, of course Terry's the only pro in the house. If everything works out, hopefully by the middle of next year we might have two more pros. But it's all going to depend on how they grow. You know. Yeah. So no, that's good. Works. And and Bauerhouse also now is really. Uh, kind of taking that same model like conquest has done where you're it's more of a family atmosphere so you got yeah. the the box boxing for fitness class the, which is kind of like our fight fit class yeah um you know he's got boxing classes he's got kickboxing classes jujitsu for kids and adults so it's not just a fighter's gym yeah no i i um i put the fundamental class in you know for kickboxing just for the pure fact of just getting you know getting more of a you know a more rounded thing for the fam family oriented people you know because not everybody like said nobody not everybody wants to go in there and get kicked in the face or hit in the no. head or whatever so but we do have we do have a few mom and dads that come in there that, that want me to keep it real yeah. and keep the footwork right and whatnot and then i got a few of them that just want to flop around like fish and, and just get sweaty you know so <laughs> <laughs> it's all good so sometimes i have to split up the routine you know i might have I have 20 people on the mat, and I may have seven or eight of them doing, you know, real real stuff in the corner, and then the other ones are over there just going through the notion, you know, just yeah. burning calories. Yep, and that's, so, uh, and that's you know... And it's fun. Yeah, that's the time. thing. I think uh, nowadays you kind of have to have, unless you're a really high-level uh, MMA school with, you know, 20, 30 pros, yeah. it's hard to have that, uh, have that facility where you're just kind of catering to the pros or... Um, those elite athletes, you've got to be able to kind of mix it up a little bit. Right, right, absolutely. Um, well, we don't know that fighters don't have money, Lance. Yeah, none of the fighters. <laughs> That's for fucking sure. None of them have money, so we can't depend on their asses to put any money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you coach, definitely need the family I need and gloves, the kids. Coach, I need tape. Coach, I need this. I need my underwear changed. You know how it is. Yeah. I changed my own underwear. Thank you very much. <laughs> what do you yeah. do now? <laughs> yeah, no, he's one of he's one of the uh, the few. Yeah, that's right. That, that that's uh, true. got a good job outside of the gym. Does well with the family. Just gotta keep away from those crazy women. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you know how it is. <laughs> they like them fighters. <laughs> yeah, crazy crazy women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta stay away from the crazies. But that's right. Sorry, that's all good. Yeah. yeah, it goes both ways. Us coaches too. 
<laughs> coaches can be crazy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get away from crazy coaches too. There it is. There's some crazy coaches. You ever talked to you ever talk to Chris Bauer one on one one time? <laughs> crazy Chris. <laughs> now Chris has done an amazing job at Bauer House. Uh, he really turned it around. Uh, yeah. It was you know him and Ed both. Uh, yeah, there's a good partnership that they ended up hooking together. Um, As and, an owner, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Ed, 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 Ed a, turned it all the way over to Chris, and Chris is yep. Chris is doing an amazing job. Yeah, man, yeah. and Terry too. I know it Terry's. Time. It was time between yeah. yeah between him and Terry. They've done great. They've Terry's done great really stuff. stepped up and taken a lot of responsibility over there. Yep. Um And like I said, I know Chris is uh, Chris is an uh, amazing jiu-jitsu wrestler guy, and uh, you know he's done a really good job mm-hmm. kind of bringing that whole thing together down there. Uh, so we're really proud to have him as one of our black belts and, um, you know, be on the same team with him. The, uh, yeah, that gym was, was dying for a little bit. And then, uh, like I said, they really, they really revised it. Um, kind of brought a lot of energy back and got rid of the negativity. Yeah. So they're, they're doing great. And uh, like I said, really proud of them. Um, you know, a lot of our affiliates are kind of same thing. Um, we've got some new ones in Baltimore and, out at Ryoma and, and Frederick, or not Frederick, uh, where's that? Uh, no, no. No, Frostburg. Frostburg, yeah. Um, so, again, trying to get everybody on the same page. Got PA Combat Sports out there in PA. Um, so, it's good. The team's really growing. Um, a lot of talent, a lot of tough guys. Some uh, I know Ryoma's got some, some tough MMA guys. Brent and all them out there. Yeah, you got Cody out there. Cody, Cody, Cody Logan. Yeah, there's a bunch of good guys coming out of there. Um, PA Combat Sports, same thing. They got a lot of. They got a tough jujitsu team, and I know some of them are transitioning to the uh, to the MMA as well, which is really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and then we just got practical MMA up in Baltimore, out in Sparrows Point. Um, again, some talented jujitsu guys, and and they've got some MMA guys coming up. So. Uh, it's nice to have that that reach now with with a bunch of different guys on the team. Uh, yeah, what else? What else? He property manager outside of the gym. Yeah, yeah, property we're, management, I guess. Yeah, we're pro- work for a property management company. Um, I'm a service manager, so just take care of daily, daily, whatever. If anything's broken, that's my responsibility to fix it. <laughs> and, um, you, and you got Skibicki as your wingman. Yeah, and Matt Skibicki. <laughs> Matt's, yeah, Matt's a good dude. Country, so he—if you show him anything, he fixes it pretty good. That's the first time. Just give him some duct tape. Get some duct, <laughs> duct tape, some go. tools. Be like, yo, Matt, go do this. He's like, all right, got it. Cool. Yeah, no, Matt's helped me out on a couple jobs, and uh, I know he's uh, he's a good good yeah, guy. Definitely talented. He, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Um, young dude too. He's only twenty three, which I told him one time. Like you have time, you have a lot of time. Like, yeah, you're twenty three. You're two and zero. Oh. I'm like as a pro, just take your time. Like there's no rush. Like no, yeah, he's he's got a lot of time, like you said, and he's very talented. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, I think in the next probably year and a half, two years, we're going to see him come into his uh, his little mood there and and kind of start wrecking some people. Yeah, uh, that 35 division is going to be a division to be uh, looking out for him for sure. Um, like I said, he'll be at Shogun at the MGM coming up here in a week. So that'll be a good test for him. And uh, he's going to have to fight up 
a little bit of weight up to like that 140, 142 mark. But yeah. I think, I think he'll that. be fine. He, yeah. he spars with all of us. All yeah, he spars with the 85, he spars with the 70, he spars with the 55ers. Yeah. He spars with everybody bigger than him. So he's used to going against bigger guys. So he has to, we got to tell him one time, your technique, like, because you can't out-muscle any of us. Yeah, and his, and the, yeah, the 55ers that are probably the closest to his weight. Well bigger than him. And they're all like studs. Yeah. So, yeah, like Tony, Pat, Rob. <laughs> All those guys are are very good fifty fivers. Yeah. So he um, don't get no he don't get no easy <laughs> no. easy rounds, easy easy training, and we beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so I feel bad for him sometimes. I was like, I try to take it easy, but I'm like, man, fuck it. Yeah, you gotta get, get ready too. <laughs> I work in too, so so it sucks for him. But I mean, he's still coming. He's still doing. He's been there for three years now. It's yeah. crazy. Um, like he's getting so much better. We tell him, we, like we tell him all the time, like you don't understand. You're one thirty five. You're going against an eighty five or seventy and fifty five yeah. all day long. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a different, different pressure, different mm-hmm. bunch of different mass to be moving around. Yeah. What's yeah. a mentality too? Like, what do you think that mentality is to know that like you're undergunned? Right. You you know you know you're gonna get the shit beat out of you, but you still show up every day right. and you train and you just get beat. But you just keep training. What's what is that mentality? That mentality is saying that he wants to be a champion. He wants to be better, yeah. Yeah. He wants to be great. I think that same mentality rolls into business, into life in general. Yeah. yeah um, like if you just know, like I'm gonna keep failing, but I'm gonna keep coming back and keep like moving forward. Yeah. And I'm gonna fail, and I'm gonna take two steps back, but I'm gonna get up, and I'm gonna take three steps forward and do it again. Like that mentality is gonna make you a champion, make you a champion in life. Uh, in relationships and business and anything. Yeah, that's true. Well, like they say, you fail often, you uh, learn quicker, you know? Yeah. You, you got to fail. You got to fail before you can grow. And that's the problem with the mentality of the kids today. I wish you hadn't brought that up, Lance. That's a bad subject. No, that's me. a good subject, man. That's what this podcast is about. Man, it's not just about it, MMA. Yeah, it's about life and about, about that hustle everybody's uh, got to have. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, you got so many... You got, today's world you got everybody preaching about how everybody's supposed to be a winner everybody's supposed to get a trophy dude when my son was playing baseball and they just started that crap and they came in last place and they wanted to hand him a trophy i took that trophy away from him <laughs> right there in front of the coach. i don't I blame said, you you're not you're not giving my son a, co- a trophy for coming in last you know it doesn't what is it showing him it's not showing them anything. Showing them they're going to get rewarded for anything that they do. It doesn't work that way in the real world. You know that. Nope. Yeah, no, I agree. Business, relationship, personal life, whatever. You know, but um, these kids, they got to learn. They, have they a, need to fail. Yeah, no, they have a false sense of reality. Absolutely. When you When you start uh, awarding people for losing, awarding people for doing, just showing up, like, that doesn't, that's not how life is. Nope. And when you get... 10, 15, 20 years of that from, you know, when you're born till when you're getting out of that college or getting out of your parents' house, then it's like, oh, shit, like, I I just failed this business report because I didn't do it, but I got yelled at. I didn't get, like, a trophy. What's going on? Dude, Um, they got, they now have college classes to teach kids how to fail. (laughs) If that, if that don't tell you there's a problem, yeah, then, then you're really, you're really not in touch. No, I think uh I definitely agree. I think I think you need to not not uh not discourage the kids, right. but you need to you need to find that balance of like sure. of learning the lessons of life of yeah. winning and losing and and working hard and and showing up. Yeah. Uh 
you know, you need to you need to learn those lessons at, at a young age, mm-hmm. so that it's easier as you get older. <laughs> you're not, you know, shell shocked by the uh, by a loss or something. Shocking all. Yeah, you need to be able to go out there, <laughs> win, lose, whatever, but mm-hmm. hold your head up high. Know you did the best you Absolutely. can. Absolutely. And uh, and kind of move from there. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. It starts at that start at a young age. I played sports growing up, and my first year playing football, we lost every fucking game. Did you get a trophy? We got participation trophies, <laughs> and I think I threw it away. I think I gave it to my mom, and I'm like, you can throw this away. Like, we lost every game. Like, yeah. We got our asses beat. And I was big when I was little. I, was, I think I was 180 when I was in sixth grade. So I played with eight-year-old, like, eighth graders and, and tenth grade and ninth graders. So I was getting my ass beat up every day. I would get beat up. I would come home with bruises. I would come home with, like, just, just beat up every day. But then when I was in eighth grade, it was totally different because now I'm, I'm bigger. I'm bigger. <laughs> I, I'm used to getting my ass beat, so it's like I got bigger and stronger. So then I was beating the shit out of everybody. everybody. So by eighth grade and ninth grade, I played on varsity. Like, I was playing on the varsity <laughs> team when I was a freshman in high school, and I was used to it already. I was used to getting my ass beat, so I was, it, didn't ma- it didn't matter to me no more. I was like, shit, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to do it. Either I play or not, you know? Well, like, I think yeah, it goes back to that mental, like, toughness yeah. of just – of just like uh, knowing that you're getting beat up, but knowing like I'm not gonna quit. Like yeah. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep moving forward. And even if I lose, like eventually this stuff's gonna pay off. Right. Uh, and then you got these coaches. That, like for instance, my daughter. I went to a, I went to a soccer game a few years ago, and uh, I didn't know you weren't allowed to coach on the sideline. But if I figured the coach ain't gonna do his job, I'm gonna scream. They gave me a yellow card. So <laughs> if I got another one, I had to be escorted off the field. I'm like. What are you talking about? But apparently you, you can't yell from the sidelines or any type of negative uh, direction or, you know, give any direction. And I was like, what the F is this? <laughs> you know, you know, I'm used to my son being out there playing with the, you know, he's playing with worms in the middle of the field because he's bored. I get on his ass and, and straighten him out so he wouldn't get cracked in there with a, you know, with a ball. Now you, you, you can't do any of that stuff, man. They make you sign a waiver. Have you really? ever been, yeah, you ever been no. to your kids? We didn't have to do that, no. Yeah, we have, to, we have to sign a piece of paper that says we will not be disorderly. <laughs> Define disorderly. Well, anything has to do with giving direction to your kid while he's out in the field of play. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I uh, I have that same issue because I'm very competitive. Well, sure. So when, when you know, I see I see my kids and, and I expect... Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm very lucky because they're both very kind of talented, natural athletes. So um, I'm, I'm lucky in that aspect because they, they kind of go out there and kind of kick ass most of the time. But when I know that they can do better and I know that they're kind of uh, screwing off, like that's when I'll get on them. And, and you I, have to. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they get, they get mad at job, me. <laughs> somebody's got to. Well, yeah, but they're going to thank you later in life. You know? Yeah, I'm yeah, for sure. And you guys and... But I look you at know. the the other parents kind of look at me like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> you see what I'm doing, right? That's where I, oh, I've had words with parents. I, that's why I don't go to any. But I think it's, you know, it's like uh, we we coach professional athletes. We, we you know, we see, well, we they, see a lot yeah. of the uh, similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being a competitive person in general, um, you know, you just expect more. You expect, always expect the best and... Sure. Uh, you know it's hard. Yeah, yeah, oh, it is, and and like you said, it's a fine line. You have to, you got to keep the balance. You know, as far as 
when you're being too hard and, and when you're not being too hard with your kids and coaching them, you know, yeah. especially coaching them. Yeah. You know. That's why I, uh, I, I'm lucky I have Jared at our school um, and Kai and, and Gennaro and Ed and these guys that sure. kind of teach the uh, all the kids' classes so I yeah. can kind of be on the sidelines and kind of help them out a little bit, but I don't have to get the frustration of dealing with them teaching them every day because um, again I don't have the patience for for the kids <laughs> teaching because I know half the time they're like screwing off yeah um, well at least you recognize it yeah so it's good like luckily I have that kind of outlet where I can let the other guys kind of coach and I can still be dad and sure just like crazy yelling dad on the sideline <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, it's true though you know um, I've been around coaches that they get frustrated and then you know then it kind of breaks it breaks the mentality or or the attitude to be positive for the rest of them you know mm-hmm. and yeah and then have that. The, definitely the balance part i think for kids is uh you've got to be supportive but you also have to make them accountable yeah. yeah you got to make them accountable. martial arts for god's sake they're gonna yep. be disciplined i mean i ran a kids program at, at uh, united hopkido for years where where my where some of my training came from, and I can remember taking and getting a kid to say yes sir no sir, and the parents would look at me like I you know I was a foreigner or something, <laughs> you know um, no disrespect to any foreigners but um, uh, or I would tell them to do push ups or something and they would never bring their kid back again so I would say okay whatever I'll see you in twenty years when they're sitting down there saying Quentin you know. <laughs> uh, but that, that that's what it comes down to it's got to start young if, if you can't establish a discipline some way somehow would be wrestling you know uh, sports or or, or martial arts or, yeah. well you can't do that no more yes, yes you can well no you can't because it's a fine line you just line. shake the shit out of one no, no you can't do that trust me dude I spent 24 hours in, in the pen before you know <laughs> And my it mom's, cost me. It my cost mom's me. always tell me if you, you want to go, like I'll call the cops. You can go, or I'll beat your ass. <laughs> well, that's, like, that's my, my choice. I'm gonna she, tell. I'm gonna tell you from experience because I didn't want to go to school. Because she's like, either you're gonna go to school or you're gonna go to jail. Well, so because I'm not going to jail. If you miss <laughs> school, they take the parents to jail. Yeah. So like in middle school, I was like, well, I'm not gonna go. She said, all right, call the cops. They took me. <laughs> well, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. But I'm saying when you're raising your kids, you know. Back in the day, you give them a little pop, give them a little discipline. I mean, it's a fine line between a beating and a spanking. I mean, yeah. we all know that, you know. Yeah. But the kid goes to school and, and, and the uh, resource person there says, does your daddy beat you or your mommy beat you? They don't say, do they spank him? They say, they say yeah, well, boom, there's the, there's the green light to go. <laughs> it happened to me. I know all about I mean, I was across seas and came home and got arrested when I came off the plane. <laughs> and I hadn't even been home because she got pissed off. She fabricated a story. Uh, it cost me 10 years probation mm. and I beat it in court <laughs> because social service supersedes the court system uh, you get probation <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody knows it it's a, it's a joke you know so what I start doing now I just turn it into a disciplinary action of uh, well let's jog let's do exercises until you drop <laughs> yeah. it don't matter me. he may be uh, pump tires Pump tires. Yeah, we call Pump it. He's, my dad's African, so he would just maybe stand there and squat all day, like literally just squat all the way up and all the way down. So you can't play, you can't run, 
can't do shit. Your legs are done. Your legs are shot. You can't do anything. <laughs> now I see why you got them thick ass legs. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> he would just be like, like no 20, 20,000 squats a year. <laughs> he would be like, you go pump side, stand there all day, just fucking squatting. And you can't do shit. Like, your legs are fucking done. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like my son, I he would get all, he would get out of control. His mom couldn't control him. You know, we were we were divorced and separated at the time. He was young. I'd make him run around the house. I'd run with him. He'd say, "Dad, this is abuse." I say, "No, this is calisthenics. This is exercise." <laughs> this is abuse. <laughs> yeah, that's what he would say, because everybody would feed it in his head. So you know what I mean? School, huh? I'd school. rather get beat. I'd rather get beat. My mom, fuck that. Fuck, fuck, beat, fucking exercise, just beat me. <laughs> I can go do what I want to do. I read an article that said, and I don't really agree with this, but they said like doing that is bad. So like having your kids do exercises as a form of punishment is bad because it'll it relates to the kids that the exercise that exercise bad. is like if you do exercise you've done something wrong. So like well, you're saying like how, you so should how are you gonna win? I don't know. I I, I don't win. like I said, I don't really agree with it, but I read an article about that. And I just thought I was like, man. I mean, I can see the correlation, I guess, but I don't. I don't agree with it. No. Um, so, so what do you do? You stick him in a corner, like my, <laughs> like my new. You know, I'm a, I'm a dad again. You know, hundred. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I, I give him time out. And he sits in the corner. And he just plays with his thumbs. <laughs> He's a survivor. He don't care. He sits over. He says, "Am I done? Yeah. Am I done?" No, you're not done. And then I he's and then done. he's gonna think that if I sit in a chair, I was naughty. I'm yeah, not allowed, I'm not allowed to sit in chairs when I get right. older. So, so that's kind of a double-edged sword, man. <laughs> no, I don't. I think I, I like the exercise punishment. We do it at a, in the jiu-jitsu classes for the kids. Because um, again, what are you gonna do? Like you said, if if the kid's bad, you're gonna try to talk to him. You're gonna try to. You know, reason with them, but I mean, reasoning with a five-year-old. Wait, not, reasoning. Not, I'm going to reason with a five-year-old. That's I'm what I'm saying. That really doesn't. That oh doesn't yeah, work. I'm supposed to give him a choice at three years old what he's going to wear. Not, <laughs> not happening. I'm just opening up a can of worms for a bigger problem. <laughs> you know, and no disrespect to the liberals, they they got their way. They they can take the way they want, but it's killing the world. It doesn't work that way. It's not the real world. You know, it's not roses and. People don't live in the real world, you know that? It's a social well, media world. They live on Facebook world. They live on well, Facebook yeah, world. Yeah. Hey, look at us. Look at us. We're living on it right now. Podcast. No, we're just, we're, just, oh, yeah, okay. we're pushing positivity ah, out in the world. They ain't going to look at us as positive. They're going to look at us as a bunch of enemies of what we're saying right now. <laughs> I mean, we live but, in the real world, so. Yeah, no, it's that's, just, yeah. It, that's it's, the real world. People don't want to. People don't want to accept a lot of stuff that's in the real world. Well, they want. That, they true. want what's fake, and then like you give them the real. They're like, no, no, that's the truth. Well, yeah, I think they see like people's uh, Facebook stories or Instagram stories, and like, oh, that's how that guy lives. I should live like that. Yep. And it's you know, you don't know what that guy's struggles are. You don't know what that guy's doing when the camera's not on. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I don't think you, you know. You got to make sure you're not comparing yourself to to those. Uh, those Instagram stories. Well, the, the the social media world is killing the world as well as it is helping it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, myself, I don't try to put a whole lot of personal stuff on it, except for stuff for my sometimes for my son, for my family that lives out of town. You know, because you know I have family down in Tennessee and some other places, and so I try to. You know, we don't get to see each other. You know, yeah. I, I got family I haven't seen for ten. Use it as a years. photo album. Kind yeah, of. exactly. But then I got a, I got you know I got business side of side of it too you know yeah. as you know I'm, I'm 
another strike off fighting championships and um, you know when we do our marketing and we're trying to promote a fight and stuff we you know it's per capita it's the best marketing tool out there yeah like, for per sure. dollar yeah you can't compare yeah you can't compare you can't you know you can target your market you can target you know you can target your gender you can you can target everything that you need to yeah you know but then you got the side of it that you got these knuckleheads out there posting stuff that, that absolutely makes no sense and why they allow it to post it i have no idea you know there should be some restrictions you know showing them you know like the other day I, we were watching the one about the mother handing the kid a knife to stab another kid Oh yeah, yeah that video yesterday. Yeah. yeah, put the mom away in jail for a long time, let her rot in hell, and and, <laughs> and that'd be that. Why give her a positive platform to to post that crap or anybody to post that crap? You know, I, yeah. I don't get it. You know, so but um, yeah, I, maybe it's a therapy tool too. I don't know. I'm sure it is in a way. You know, <laughs> well, some of the stories you got to believe it is in some cases. <laughs> You know, call me. I'll give you some therapy, and you can just hand me a bill. <laughs> I'll give you a bill, and you can hand me some money. I should say. So how did uh, how did the whole strike off uh, thing come about? How'd you guys? Um, how'd you guys come like up with anything that? Anything else? You know, you you know the game without getting into it. Um, you you want to grow your fighter the right way. You want to make sure you get them enough fights through the year. Um, you want to make sure you got a fair platform. You know, you get fair money, so and so forth. Um, we didn't do it for the money. We did it for the fact that we just needed another platform in in Virginia. Since the UCW days, which was a great platform, but unfortunately the guy didn't know how to really run his till. Um, you know, there, there hasn't been nothing. There hasn't mm -hmm. been any real all-pro mixed martial arts organizations. Yeah. So, you know, at first it was me, uh, Sensei Najim, Sensei Nima, who I got to know way back when. Um and we become real good friends and brothers, you know. Um, they approached me and said, hey, Coach Rob, what do you think about this? And you know, at first I was like, well, sure, why not? You know, let's do it. You know, we got the money. We all put in equal, equal parts in it. And we share the responsibilities. <laughs> that key word, shared responsibilities, we, we, can do, we can do well with this. If the money comes, the money comes. All we need to do is just break even. Break even and keep things going. So, yeah. Now we're on our we're our, we're you know we're coming up on our eleventh event, um, but we're at a point where now we got two more partners. Um, there's some things behind the scenes that we need to get corrected, you know. I'll never get into all that detail, but um, we'll be back. You know, we're, yeah. we're we're hoping we're hoping in the middle of the summer we're going to do a show. You know, um, we we've got a big opportunity. I, I can't discuss it. I did an NDA with it, so. Um, once we get all the the, the you know, little things worked out, then uh, we'll announce it and, and, and we'll go from there. But we're not going anywhere. Um, yeah. We need it, you know, between Shogun. I'm sure Shogun's going to step up here probably and do more than two events a, a year at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've already done, what, three? Yeah, they're... Uh, they did well, Florida. So, oh, yeah. Well, I guess yeah, that was, like a, I think, a CFFC event that they renamed. Uh, yeah. Or something. It I don't really know all about, the details. It's more about the marketing value. Marketing, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but I think in, at least in the Maryland, D.C. area, I think they'll probably, you know, probably looking at four. Yeah. They'll do the... I, I think they'll end up four. Yeah, you know? they'll do the two normal ones right. in the spring and fall, and then they'll probably add the winter and summer. And, right. Uh, right. Um, 
yeah, and, or whatever. And, and if we can if we can do four and we can stay away from their date and we can work as a team and you know it's only going to help the fighters overall. I mean, cause yeah, no, we have be, fighters. Kaizen has fighters. You have fighters. Yeah. You know, no, it would be nice to have local shows that are high quality absolutely. that we can that yeah. we can throw the guys on and know that uh, they'll get taken care of and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean uh, we got we got CBS Comcast cable chomping at the bit going, hey guys, what are you doing? That let's make this thing happen. You know, I mean we got a TV contract deal with them that they you know they want to they want to keep moving forward. More money for you, E. Yeah, it's yeah, more money for everybody. Well, <laughs> you know, that comes to another story. You know, if, if I got a guy down the street, he's a great fighter, but he can only sell two tickets. What good is he going to do for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a balancing act. Yeah. You know? Till these, till these old school fighters that's been raised or been brought up to think that they don't need to sell tickets and stuff, you're killing the promoters. You're killing the promotions. You know. Well, there's a there's a double edged sword to that. So absolutely, I think a lot of the fighters are worried about training. So they they're not social media experts. They're not. Uh, but they're, they're not, not supposed to be, Lance. They're yeah, no, have, I know. They're supposed to have a partnership with somebody. You yeah, know? but and then the other the other aspect is like if you're a promoter, promote right. So if you're a promoter and you're you're putting money out, you guys should be the ones promoting and letting the fighters fight. But uh, we do. And I see both aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, but and, and that happens. And, and as a coach and as yeah. a promoter. And I've always stressed this to my guys, so I've never had a problem with it. Even the ones that, that you know, back in the day when things broke up, they every one of those guys sell tickets because mm-hmm. they understand how the game works. I'm not saying that, you know, you're supposed to stop what you're doing, but yeah. you're a pro. As a pro, you got to at least have a guy who can wrap your hands. You know how many events I've gone to and nobody knows even has a, somebody that can wrap their hands and I end up wrapping their hands? <laughs> and by the way, guys, I'll charge your ass. Okay? You know, so, you know, I've gone to Pennsylvania. Do you charge them? Absolutely, I charge them. What do you charge them? I'm charging them $25, Lance. <laughs> yeah, i got to get on that. You're damn right. The pros, man. You, you don't open up your school and give it for free, do you? No. No, no, no. So, you know, and it ain't about me. And, and, and he knows this. He does. I don't take the money and put it in my pocket. I put it into an account. Mm-hmm. Because you know what I mean? Nugways come along and they say, I, hey, coach, I, I need a pair of I don't have any tape. I, I don't have this. this. I don't have yeah, that. so I go to that account and I pull that money out. Yeah. You know? I don't need the money. Yeah. You know, I need you to take the responsibility as the individual in, in, yeah. in the trade that you you took. You know, Because when you, you step up to Bellator, and we've had guys in Bellator, they give you a minimum. Mm-hmm. You know, Some guys, they don't because they're big-time yeah. fighters and they're promoting them to go to the next level. But, you know... We had a 125 ticket minimum, you know. Yeah. They they'll give you a big old paycheck, you know. Here's what here's what's gonna be. But if you don't sell that minimum, we're gonna take this much out of your purse. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it behooves you to learn all. No, of the I think I think yeah, I think there there definitely should be a balance in investors, act. guys. Investors, get yourself sponsors who will make up the difference in your ticket sales. Take your tickets, give it to the un, the unprivileged people that can't make it to a fight. And, and it'll come around full fold, man. I mean, karma is a big thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, uh, and I think just putting the name out there, doing yourself the favor of like that self promotion, and you know, getting your name out there to your fans, so that you start building that fan base, start building that brand for yourself. Conor McGregor. Yeah. Okay. He didn't get where he's at because he well because he he was a great fighter in the beginning. They grew him to be a great fighter, yeah. but he had a mouth. Yeah. He knew how to sell tickets. He knew how to put on a show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all a show. It's all yeah. a show until you step in the cage. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, you have to. You have to be able to. To you need that showmanship in a way, and you don't have to be a dick like Conor no. McGregor, but you got to be able to. You got to be able to 
put your put your mouthpiece on, go out there yeah. and talk, promote yourself. You know, whether you know Rob's a Rob Watley's a good guy too. He's not not a super no, social quiet. media guy, but he's also he's the opposite of Conor McGregor. Like yeah, he's absolutely. a you know he's a good guy fighter that right. you know tries to be respectful of oh. all of his opponents, just like Elijah's the same way. Um, you know. Maybe Mike is the only one who likes to talk shit, but... <laughs> yeah, Mike will talk shit to his mother. Come on. No, nah, Mike is a good guy, too. Yeah, I just I just like busting his balls. Brad Mountain, same way. Brad Mountain will store up more shit than any fighter I know, and there won't be shit there to stir. <laughs> okay? But he will sell tickets in Connecticut. Yep. He'll sell tickets in New Jersey. Yep. He'll sell tickets in Pennsylvania. He'll sell tickets in Maryland. It don't matter where he goes. He's got yeah. a following. Yeah. You know? So he gets money. He yep. gets a good paycheck. Now, you know how many people have come come to me and say, well, you should fight for us because we're going to pay you this. And I look at them and go, <laughs> that's money? <laughs> oh, well, you're not getting anything over there. Well, it doesn't matter what you think I'm getting. I know what I'm getting because yeah. I handle his contracts, you know. So there's something to be said to all that stuff, you know. Um, like you said, they got to fight. They got to train. Yep. But there's another side of it that they also have to have responsibilities of. And, and that's where you got to have a good team behind you. You know, your girlfriend or whatever, you know, mothers, fathers, whatever it takes, you know. Yeah, have somebody kind of in charge yeah, of the tickets absolutely. for you. And, and don't tell me you can't put money towards it. Well, if you stop going to the bar and spending $200 a week, you, know, <laughs> you can put money towards it for yourself too, you know. Because yeah. it all comes back to you at the end, you know. You're not going to make a ton of money in your first five or six fights. Not going to happen. Yeah. Unless you're coming in to get your ass beat. Mm-hmm. And you know that game. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to give you $1,500. Yeah, I'll fly you in, whatever. I'll fly you in. But guess what? You're going to fight my number one stud. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck because you're going to put that much money back into your medical bills. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, you got you to gotta be smart. You got to pick your fights. You got to have people around you that will help you, help you make the right choices. Yep. Um, again, I think that goes back to, you know, personal responsibility. And it's, you know, with the fight game, with, uh, with your finances, with anything – um, if you're not responsible, you're going to make bad choices, you're going to make bad decisions, and it's going to put you in some kind of bad situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, personal finance or uh, relationship or anything. Like, you make those bad decisions, you're going to make those bad choices, and then that's going to put you in a bad situation. So having that responsibility um, on and off the mat, I like to say, uh, is really important. Great. Uh, that's Pretty good. We've been about 45 minutes talking shit. So, uh, anything else you guys want to kind of finish up with? No. Ha. <laughs> what about Big E? I already get myself in trouble with my, my what, the way I think and the way I say things. So I'll say out of it. Not really, I mean, not much to say. Right now, I'm trying to relax. Rude boy! Get ready for the night. You know. Get ready. Yeah, we're gonna let. We got what time is it? It's about two forty-five. We probably gotta be there in a couple of hours, so probably let E take we'll a little nap. Be there now. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably. <laughs> so we got a couple of hours, but we'll get a little nap, get a little refresher in, and then uh, yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll update you after this and let you know how the fights went. Um, so thanks for listening. Peace. Um, we out. Peace. Oh, joke of the day. Anybody got a joke? Pig fell in the mud. That's a dirty joke. <laughs> Pig fell in the mud. <laughs> Pig got cleaned up. Pig got cleaned up. That's my clean joke. That's the clean joke. <laughs> okay. What about E? You got a joke? <laughs> no, I don't got a joke. You can't no. follow that, can you? That's good stuff know. right there. I don't know jokes. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Pig fell in the mud. We got a dirty joke. Pig got clean. We got the clean joke. All right, joke of the day over. We out. Hey, thank you for listening to Listen to Lance. My life on the hustle. So, again, just talking about BJJ, business, real estate, uh, all my passions. So, thanks again for listening. Please make sure you subscribe. And if you have a question, make sure you send it out. I love questions and I will love to add your question to the next show. So, please send in a question, message, or email, text, whatever you got. I will make sure to get it into the next episode. Thanks again. And please pass the word. If your friends are into BJJ or business, I've got something to say.